Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yep, watching for the very first time. Very first time. And you're joining us here. It's all very uh, joyous. Uh, it's May Day. We're here at Devil's End. Uh, the Morris dancers are doing their thing. There's, doing their thing. There's like a fete. There's, I don't know, Harvest Festival or whatever. There's, there's some kids of, watching. Yeah, it's really busy in the pub. We're having a good time, aren't we, here out sure, on the Sure, yeah, sure. And an ice cream. I didn't see any ice cream. Well, there probably would be if there was okay. a, a village fete. Um. It's a pretty naff village fete. I mean, there's just Morris dancing. It's not a fate, is it? Okay, in my mind, there's more just, <laughs> <laughs> just around the corner. <laughs> no church, unfortunately. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but we're just having a bit of a dance. This is the last story of the season. Mm. Which you didn't know? No, I didn't know. Yeah, because okay. I asked you what was next. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, let's head, let's head into the pub. I've got the rest of the podcast stuff set up, so let's follow me <laughs> over to the Cloven Hoof. <laughs> That's what it's called. What's what's he called? The landlord, Bert. Bert, the landlord. So just as we were finishing, I thought Sarah said, I thought Sarah said, oh, oh, like Bert the landlord. In no, that I way. just went, I went, Bert the landlord. Oh, like yeah. that. And Mark took it as a oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? what am I? Well, you like the brigade leader? I don't know. I'm sorry, I cannot I cannot be the only person out there that liked the brigade leader and was like, ding dong. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're probably the only person that likes Bert the landlord. No, I didn't. <laughs> I just, I didn't realise he had a name. I just thought he was the landlord. So I was surprised when his name was Bert. <laughs> That's all. It was, <laughs> okay. oh, Bert the landlord. Not, oh, Bert the landlord, you know. <laughs> Right, here we are. Okay, Mark making couples wherever he goes in his mind. <laughs> you are. I haven't done that for a while. No. But you just tried to get me with Bert the Landlord, so <laughs> I'm not even on it. <laughs> okay, well, it's the Demons this week. A fan favourite, for sure. Mm. Which I did tell you that before. So. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really know what you think of it, because we watched a little bit separately. Yeah. Um, would you like to explain about watching that? What? Watching when you watch your three episodes, <laughs> you've got to tell everyone. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So I was watching on a Sunday evening for the past few weeks. I've been uh, where me and Mark used to work. I've been in the same building, and I've been doing the Sunday evening. And on a Sunday evening, it's the church that are in. Now, obviously, I don't know what's coming up. I just <laughs> like, but Sunday night we record on a Monday. Sunday night. Well, up the church run, I just sat and watched Doctor Who. Um, at reception. At the reception. So, like, I'm the first point of call for anyone coming in the building. And I started it. And, yeah, I mean, it's about demons, isn't it? And, like, you know, they start doing, like, a sacrifice. But this week in particular, normally they just leave me alone. But this week in particular, they've all wanted to come and talk to me. <laughs> they all wanted to, like, you know, have a chat or whatever. And... I'm just sat there watching demons. <laughs> and they were like, oh, what are you watching? I was like, oh, Doctor Who. Like, oh, which one? And I just thought, I, I don't know. Can't I can't, I can't, I can't get into this. <laughs> we're not going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's from the old one, season eight. And then one of them was like, oh, I know that. Who was the Doctor? And I was like... No, I thought no. <laughs> this is it. the one where Shut the master it down. <laughs> <laughs> where the master summons a demon, <laughs> yeah. and they take over the church, and he pretends to be the <laughs> pretends to be the minister of the church, and yeah, I was like, shut that down, oh, shut that God, down. Of all the episodes to watch, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I associate this with Halloween for some reason. I can I mean, see that. I mean, it's set in like May Day and stuff. Yeah, but. I first watched this, I know exactly when I first watched this. Go on. The date was uh, November 1992 and it was repeated on television. Right. Lovely. And I remember taping it off. So it was one of the very first stories I saw in yeah. the early run. Yeah. And I remember we always used to like, tape it off the TV. But with these Doctor Who episodes, you know, because they're in episodes, mm. I don't know why my parents always tried to join up the... 
like take the credits out. Aww. Do you know what I mean? So it would get to the cliffhanger and you'd stop the video. And then when you were taping the next one, you go all through the recap and the titles and stuff and then try and press record just as it carried on. But there'd always be a little bit of a weird gap or like you yeah. wouldn't always record it. I don't know why they insisted on like, oh, we've got to get the video lined up <laughs> to get the cliffhanger out. Oh, I, was like, I love that. So I had a dodgy version of it on VHS and then I bought it from Chumpswood Market um, in a half term for Halloween. And that's why I searched it and I watched it on like Halloween night uh, when I actually bought the video. Uh, so it's always in my mind as my sort of spooky Doctor Who story to watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's got that I vibe, mean, hasn't it? It does, and it ticks that box. So, yeah. So we've got a new section, which we're going to try out, uh, where Sarah is going to read a short synopsis of the story which we're about to talk about. And she's reading from the uh, Doctor Who trading card series... Uh, I think by Cornerstone, which I got in like 94, 95. So off you go. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'll cut that out. That's really rude. I can't believe I said that. Off you go. Off you go. Okay. The BBC is broadcasting coverage of an archaeologist's midnight opening of a site in the ominously named Devil's End. Although the Doctor scoffs at the idea of magic, he becomes convinced that the opening of Devil's Hump is dangerous and tries in vain to stop it. The Professor is flash-frozen and the Doctor nearly dies when the barrow is opened in a terrible explosion of cold. Meanwhile, the new village vicar, the Master, is controlling most of the villagers. In an arcane ceremony, he summons a demon who throws an impenetrable heat shield around the village, preventing Unit from rescuing them. Can the Doctor fight signs so advanced it appears to be magic? Mm. That's really hard to read. <laughs> it's a really weird synopsis, actually, because it talks about episode one a lot. Like, you don't need to know that pro the Professor was flash frozen. <laughs> but... So, I mean, like, you've got the Doctor Who trading cards logo in the background of it. So that's already taken up. Like, you're trying to read through that. And also... There's so many, you know when like you put a dash because the rest of the words on the other sentence, there's one, two, three, four, five, six words that were like that and they weren't like simple words. So I'm half reading it and oh, that was hard. Anyway, there we go. We'll, we'll try that out. We'll see if that's a, that if that's a, thing. a regular thing or not. We'll see in if the that's future. <laughs> Generally, what do you think about this story? I thought it was good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was good. I mean, like, I said to you at the end, if you'd have given me that to watch as, like, here's your first episode, you're just going to watch this, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. I'd have laughed my whole way through it. Mm. But by this point, you are used to the... Well, it's end of season eight, so we've got all our regular unit characters. Yeah. Plus, we've got a good lot of side characters in this as well. The master's, like, peaking, you know. It's mm. it's good. Okay. Well, well, we'll go through the story. So we start off on this dark and stormy night in the village and there's a mysterious the guy's walking his dog and there's a mysterious and he yeah. dies yeah. basically um, and then we see Miss Hawthorne the signs are there for all to see I cast the runes only this morning you'll have to excuse me I have my rounds to do if Professor Horner opens up that barrow he will bring disaster on us all this is just the beginning we love her oh my gosh like if I can be more like Miss Hawthorne in life, I think that would be a good thing. Because she is epic she... in every sense of the word. <laughs> she's so good, isn't she? She's so good. And she's so, like, e like not eerie, but she's kind of this, like, ooh, like, mysticiness about her. That's not even a word, but I'm sticking with it. And... Yeah, she's just great. And she just comes out with these... She's just like, whenever she's on screen, she's in the moment, she is there and owning it. Even if it's not her scene, she's owning that scene. Mm, she's she great. Is, she is. So we see her really early on and she's giving these warnings. She Well, she's saying that man died of fright. Yes. Basically, and no one's really listening to her. And then we go into this... I thought that actually she was the wife to begin with. Oh, right. So I, I didn't know who yeah. she was going to. I just thought, like, it was the wife and they'd informed her that, you know, he died and she said no, you know. I thought it was something like that and I was like, hmm. Okay. So, murder well, mystery. Then we go into this um, BBC Three yeah. <laughs> thing ahead yeah. of its time. Well ahead of its time. I don't think BBC Three would have been showing this, but... I don't know. Well, I mean, it reminds me of this things like... This is a BBC like... Two thing. 
Well, no, like Most Haunted Live and stuff. That it's wasn't that. on BBC Three. Yeah, no, but it was on like Sky or whatever. Yeah, wasn't it? So, that's what I mean. It, BBC Three was always like edgy young drama, isn't it? I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of Most Haunted Live or Time Team Live or something like that. Something like it? that, yeah, Which yeah. Which is a really good format because I don't think, and the way that they do the um, the handheld camera stuff in some of it, mm. and you're you're watching the news report with that Alistair, what's his name. Uh, and everything, and then the behind the scenes of it all. I don't. It just feels really refreshing and something different. I mean, I know we had the newscaster ambassadors of death, so they have done that before. I don't. It just feels. It's just got something about it already in this. Yeah, I mean, it just felt. It just felt a bit different, and you felt like you were part of something. I guess a bit more. That was good. Hmm. I felt like um, I was watching. Do you remember when the eclipse happened, and that was all on the news? Oh, which one? <laughs> I, think I think I've lived through several eclipses. No, but there was a really big one, and it was on the news. Was it was on TV. Mm. It was like when everything went pitch black. That's happened a few times, hasn't it? Oh, maybe. Or if I just imagined that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was one. There's been one, definitely. There was one like 2002. I want to say 2002. It was around then. It was all on like CBBC and yeah. news round and Cause stuff. Because I remember that. And everyone had their glasses. You had to yeah, get yeah, your glasses. And, your glasses. Yeah. And you had to. I remember my dad saying, like, it's going to go pitch black and, and all the birds stopped. I don't remember it. Like, it never goes actual pitch black, though, does it? I remember it going dark. It's always a bit disappointing in the clips for me. <laughs> no, I remember it so clearly. I remember, I remember like it happening nighttime. and coming up, and then they were filming from the place where it was going to be darkest. Oh, okay, somewhere. I think it was it like Cornwall or something. Yeah, that was yeah. going to be like because of obviously you know where the mm. Earth's over, and different times you can have an eclipse and other parts of the we'll see it. But yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember. It didn't go pitch black, but it went dark. I remember it going like early eveningy style. Yeah, yeah, it's never. I, I think I always imagine it pitch black. That's Whereas I think Cornwall, I think wherever it was, at the peak of it went black. like yeah. dark. It's only yeah. for a few minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, I wonder when we're due the next one. I don't mm. know, someone will tell us. Yeah. Why are we talking about eclipses again? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it reminded me of the, the broadcast, oh, reminded yes, me of, of that. Course, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still busy, me and Mark. Like, our memories are a bit. But Shocking. Yeah, it gets you into the story. And then you have the quite important scene at the beginning with the Doctor and Joe talking about magic versus science and the bit with Bessie, which is the whole theme of this story. Yeah, yeah. It's very well put together in that way. You know, really, Joe, I'm obviously wasting my time trying to turn you into a scientist. How do you know there's nothing in it? How? Well, I just know, that's all. Everything that happens in life must have a scientific explanation. I'm used to that as a dynamic. I kind of miss some of the Doctor and Brigadier banter. Mm. But I feel like it's also settled. I don't know. Yeah, it's nice. I've, I've nothing good or bad to say. So then everyone's tuning into BBC Three to watch, you know, the, the unveiling of Devil's Hump. And then even the Doctor tunes in. And then this is where we see Miss Hawthorne on the TV doing yeah, her bit. Yeah, doing her well. thing. She's so, like... Yeah, I mean, like, the actress and the character just work so well. Yeah, yeah. And I can't imagine anybody else being Miss Hawthorne. <laughs> I want to be Miss Hawthorne. Like, I need to be Miss Hawthorne. If I, when I'm older, I want to be Miss Hawthorne. I want to be a crazy white witch well, in my little village. Yeah, she says she's a white witch. Mark, she carries a globe, all right? Or what she, is it? What, what is it? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Her, her glass ball, her basically. Glass ball. Well, she consults the talisman of Mercury and she says, you know, bad things are going to happen if you open this Yeah. If this thing. So nobody listens to her. No. People rarely listen to women, Mark. <laughs> particularly in Doctor Who, okay? So, live on BBC Three. Live Don't on, listen to a woman. Particularly live on BBC Three, yeah. <laughs> in the well, 70s. I didn't understand, though. When they say Devil's End, the Doctor's like, oh, Devil's End. He's like, oh, I better watch that TV program. There's no reason for him to be suspect. Like for some yeah. reason, he hears like "Devil's Hump, Devil's End" or something, and he's like, oh, oh. "I've got to get the like, yeah. why, like as if he know like." I, the, obviously, you've got to get the doctor there in the story, so he's going to be suspicious. But there, I couldn't see an actual reason why the doctor suddenly got freaked out by 
Oh, Devil's End, did you say? Oh, now I'm interested. I can't even remember them because they were minor, but there were one or two things that happened, and I thought, I don't understand this to the story. Like, mm. it's cool and it's interesting. And they, were re- they weren't, like, major things that I was like, wait, what? What's going on? But there were just small things where I just thought, was there any point in what just happened before? But I think the whole atmosphere of this story just takes over. And it, yeah. doesn't actually, it doesn't matter. And I think that's it. I think that's why you can get away with it. Because I could not tell you now what those moments were. They weren't important enough for me mm. to be like, that thing. Because actually, overall, the story works. Mm. So. And you have, um, well, the policeman tries to uh, hit Miss Orthel oh, over her head with a brick and she does her a spell and gets that. And the wind, they really use the wind machine in this story they a lot, do, don't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. I, I had a good laugh at that police officer. I thought he's probably thinking, bumbling old woman that won't shut up. I'm going to hit with this rock. And then he's all confused, isn't he? She knows. And then the Doctor and Joe get lost on the way to Devil's Hump. Because the the um, signpost spins round yeah, <laughs> in a yeah. bit of a cartoon style, um, and then the master is the vicar. So, what did you think about that? Were you expecting the master to turn up again and be the vicar? Um, I was expecting him because I thought we're not finished with the master. I just didn't feel that this made the most sense in terms of fit. I mean, I get it, but. Like, you know, he's the vicar and it's all taken, it's all the occult sort of idea, isn't it? But I don't know why, for some reason, it's just not how I expected him to be. And actually, the whole time whenever he was trying to get, I kind of just kept thinking, like, why is this thing going to give you power? Like, you literally haven't proven anything. You just, Like, it was just really odd. Well, because he, he got away sense, last week yeah. in Colony in Space. He's not like he was trapped on Earth. No, exactly. It was... It. I just found it really odd as a thing. But I also really liked the mass... Like, in terms... If this story had been, like, a few weeks prior, I think it would have been a better fit. Yeah. Well, he's, he's part of the crew, so he's going to turn up. Yeah, exactly. And it's so unfinished. Like, he got away. That's what he does every week so far, apart from, you know, this one. But he gets away and, you know, we wait for him to appear again. It just happens to always be the next story. Mm. Well, he didn't get away this time. Not this no. time. Um, so then Benton and Yates, we see they're eating corned beef sandwiches at uni. Yeah. I don't know who does their catering. I'll have to get Edith uh, onto that. <laughs> she would never do corned beef sandwiches. <laughs> uh, and it's, I thought it was quite funny when the Doctor and Joe go into the pub and they're like, oh, you're from the TV. Yeah. Of your wig and your costume. Yeah, that <laughs> it's made like, me wig. laugh. Um, I didn't understand. Where was the Brigadier off to? He was dressed very he was out. Well, he's, he's the Brigadier. He's out for dinner, isn't he? And then, they, then he went on somewhere afterwards. And, uh... Yeah, I know. I, like, I want that story. I want the Brigadier's night story. And then wakes up in bed the next day in his pyjamas. Yeah, and they're not, they don't know where he went. More on that, please. But you can't really have... Like, we're going ahead with the heat barrier and everything, and unit being trapped and not yeah. being able to come to the village is a good thing because there's nothing for unit to do in that way. There's nothing else for the Brigadier to do. No. In this story at all. It's not one of those ones where they can, you know, they try and fire at Bok and everything. But you've got, it's good you've got Benton and Yates in there and they're not in their uniform and they're like the the fighty ones. For yeah. The story. But you, it's not really a unit story otherwise. No. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, like, getting to know Benton and Yates more, I guess. Mm. So. And, um, well, they opened the um, thing live on TV on BBC Three. Uh, and yet literally all hell breaks loose. Yeah, just as the doctor arrives going, no! <laughs> I know, and then they, what does it say on that card? Freeze, flash freezes. Um, <laughs> the professor is flash frozen and the doctor nearly dies. Yeah, so, and that's our end of our, and Jo walks in and she says, are you all right? <laughs> both there unconscious with the snow on them and everything yeah. she's like are you alright and then she's like oh no no and it just goes on a little bit too long before the cut to the credits <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had a shortened version on my VHS of that because it was more like and then it just cut to like the Aww. beginning of the next one <laughs> 
So you missed Joe's Oh No as a oh kid? Oh no, I think I missed a few of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they dig out the doctor, yeah, and he gets uh, unfrozen. But the thing is, though, as well, they lie him out, they bring him to the pub, and he's lying on a table at the pub, and the local doctor's checking over him and everything. Yeah. But this time, because I'm watching a little bit more closely than I usually do, there's people just having a drink and stuff in the bar in the background. <laughs> and they brought this dead body, supposedly, in. I've just got him on the pub, but in the background, you've still got the extras having a drink, if you look closely. <laughs> I miss that, I miss that. Uh, I was watching it on BritBox for first three, and the quality's not as good as yours. No, I'm on the DVD, yeah. yeah. They've, they've cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess the Blu-ray's even better. So this is more sort of like the Doctor's episode off. If we were in the 60s, this would be John Pertwee's holiday because he's unconscious for most of it. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. In bed, <laughs> which we haven't had for a while. No. This is where we have the giants, or supposedly the, the giant. There's something there, um, and Benton and Yates are in the helicopter, more helicopter stuff. Yeah. So much helicopter in Doctor <laughs> I've never realised how many helicopters they use. There's a lot. The unit on the front made me laugh. The... <laughs> G unit with the giant G unit, G unit <laughs> the giant G and a giant T. <laughs> but they're going over and then they look down and they see hoof prints, massive hoof prints, like taking up a lot of the field. But when they land, they're not that they're big. Like the smallest <laughs> hoof print. So somebody somewhere along the line, I know it's a minor thing. No, I know, but just it that. Just, it's just one of those things. I when was you expecting it, it like bigger than the helicopter. Like if they, they were up high, like yeah. that was a good, like. I don't know. Like, it was huge. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then when you're close up, it's just literally like the size of like a human foot. Well, it was bigger than that, well, but it, it, it wasn't that much bigger. No, yeah, you wouldn't see that from the sky. No, you would not. It made um, me laugh too. So that was funny. I'm glad you noticed that as well. Yeah, no, no I did, definitely. <laughs> and as you say, yeah, the Brigadier wakes up in bed. Um, <laughs> Spin-off story somewhere there, I'm sure. Um, oh, and then Benton rescues Miss Hawthorne because Miss Hawthorne has been tied up in a trunk for a whole Aww, night possibly and she's screaming and she's uh the sort of double act of benton and miss hawthorne is quite nice it is yeah and um yates and hawthorne miss hawthorne anyone well, and miss hawthorne basically <laughs> yes. um well then you get the um again i think the the idea is that the demon like appears three times like the master summoning and yeah yeah all that stuff um, and third and then, is the final when time. When he appears again, there's like a heat wave, and that's what wakes up the doctor. Yeah. We have a burning bush, and we. <laughs> yeah, we've got you know, going all on. sorts going on. There's all this, there's a lot of um, wibbly wobbly acting and moving yeah. around, act, collapsing, earthquake acting, and yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And then we see the heat barrier bit. We get yeah. to that bit. So everybody in Devil's End is going to run out of milk because the milkman can't get through. No. That van's gone up. There is no supplies getting to that village. Well, we right now day. are in the middle of the petrol crisis where everyone's. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a heat barrier. That's what it is. That's what it is. Heat barrier. You can't. It's not get COVID. Through. It's not Brexit. It's it, a heat barrier. It's a heat barrier. They're just keeping it out of the news because everyone's panic buying petrol right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you want for a heat barrier, guys. Well, no I'm just one can saying. Get out. I suppose no one in the village is trying to get out to get some milk. Oh, everyone's just like, all right, that's done. Off we go and then carry on with our lives. It's really odd. The villagers in this just make me laugh. They're the thing that, like, if I watched this for the first time, that's why I'd laugh so much. But they are the real-life villagers just are there they? watching the filming a lot of the time. Well, not, that's not the a... Maypole people, but all the people yeah. in the background. Like, we saw oh, the yeah, kid yeah. chewing a gum on his yeah. bike. There's definitely a kid there with an autograph book in his hand yeah. in the background. Like that... Yeah, completely. But some of the other bits, they're the things that made me laugh the most. It's another Earth-type story. We've not had that. I mean, guess who'd be at the fate? Meg and Sam. They'd be, they'd be uh, going would they? around. I yeah, guess so, they'd yeah. there. Yeah, they would. Sam's off, like, picking the land, isn't he? Yeah, but... Not around Meg a maypole. Be... Meg would do the maypole, wouldn't she? I don't know. Maybe she might marry Stan's. <laughs> I imagine Amari stands in more than Maypoling. Okay. She's there with the sticks. Okay, while we're talking about... Um, uh, do you want to do your quote then? Yeah. Your favourite quote? This is my favourite quote from the whole story. And it was when he was trying to explain how to break the heat barrier and what he needed to do. And he obviously says something like, that's against aerodynamics. Because the doctor comes up with this classic line... Yes, well, according to classical aerodynamics, it's impossible for a bumblebee to fly. <laughs> and then just goes. And I found it hilarious. 
I don't know why. Maybe it was because of the situation I was in as well, watching <laughs> it. But that absolutely cracked me up. I don't know if that's actually true. It is true. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a body it? mass to wings, a bumblebee, that is true. Are you sure? Yes, 100%. That? No, 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 that is true. A bumblebee, if in, in terms of mass, if you were to blow it up, in terms of mass, for what the size of a bumblebee to its wingspan, it should not be able to fly. Well, why does it fly then? Well, that's what the doctor the doctor says that things can happen. But that is true. That I've I've heard that before. I think but I just whoever writing this picked out that moment and was like this fact. And <laughs> yeah, I know. In. Like you could have easily said um something like um Daddy long legs are poisonous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a daddy long legs should kill us, but Yeah, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. But literally, it was just that fact and I don't know why the fact that a bumblebee fly and then it just cuts to the next scene and it just really made me laugh. That was my favourite okay. quote. Well, then the Doctor and Joe come face to face with Bok. Demon, what do you think of the demon? Oh, it was all right. Oh. It was just, I mean, when it was moving, it was funny. Oh, I thought you'd really like Bok. I did like Bok, but I mean, Bok is evil. I know, but not, well, he's a statue. It doesn't know any better, I guess. I know. I'd like a Bok. Well, we were talking about this because in Wicked... Oh, yeah. There's, There's a bok. There is a bok, yeah. And we were like, which one kept... Well, I, I said to you, I thought that because bok is with that sister, I thought that bok became a monkey, but similar to what the gargoyle thing was, but it wasn't. We looked it up, didn't we, so... Yeah, no, bok becomes a tin man in yeah. the kid. Yeah. But yeah, so, no, but that's what it's like. It's like the monkey from Wizard of Oz. That's it is what just bok like is the like. monkey yeah, from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's what it is. And it's just funny that it's also called bok. So, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I didn't not like it. It was just a bit weird when it was on the ground. and Like, like you know, they were in their cave and all of a sudden it was like, hey, we're not making any noise, but it's action. It was like, <laughs> I'm trying to like well, make I that think, for audio. Well, I think a statue going, hey, <laughs> is enough. You don't need to do anything else. I mean, I would also shit myself. But like, <laughs> I'd be like Joe screaming. But yeah, it's it was quite funny. I don't know why. I just found it amusing. So the, ma- the master gets all the locals on his side. We find out the heat barriers, this dome over the village. No one can get in or out. Very Marvel. And is it? Yeah, one division. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know. No. It's okay. not that. She's got there a dome go. over the town. Anyway, carry okay. on. Sorry. Um, and then the doctor does this little PowerPoint in the pub <laughs> <laughs> about the history of the demons with horns yeah, and all yeah. of that stuff. That's nice. That is nice. It's good in this story that there is time for that, where they all have a sit down and a chat about what's going on and the mystery. Yeah. I like those moments. Yeah. I, I did get a little bit fed up of, and I know it's a five-episode story, so you have to have a little bit of this, of Osgood trying to build the thing to get through the heat barrier, and there's a lot of, and the Doctor's yeah takes up a lot of his time, but you need that, and that's how you get the Brigadier in the story. There's no... Yeah, there's no other way, really. You need to cut to something else while everything's happening in the village, and that's what happened. Let's talk about fighting, because Benton gets a lot of fights. Yates gets a fight. Benton gets loads of fights. So suddenly you've noticed Benton, the fighter. Yeah. Benton's like so many fights. He's like Ian-level fighting. He is bossing it. I can't believe he said that. Like, Benton and Yates, this is the first episode where I fully appreciate them as characters. I'm going to be completely honest. Is it because they're not in uniform? Maybe. So they seem like these people that we know in a relaxed environment, like, not relaxed environment, a relaxed way. Mm, maybe that's what it is then. Yeah, because I like, I'm for them completely. I'm like, where have you been all these stories? You are brilliant. And they bring something so different. Who's your favourite, Yates or Benson? Yates. Why? I don't know. I feel like, well, Yates, I think is just, Benson's more like um, the hard man. Do you know what I mean? He's the mm. fight one. Whereas Yates, I feel... Because obviously the brigadier's not there, so he's the one that sort of steps up to be the more logical, the more like within reason. And even like when when the brigadier does arrive, he's like he sort of is explaining to the brigadier what the situation is. The brigadier's trying stuff, he's like, no, or he's like, wait, like he's on it. He is all over it. Who's your favourite? Um, I don't know. Well, I would say Yates, I think. Yeah. He's more like you say, yeah, he's a bit more intelligent and... I feel like Yates and Joe have something going on as well. Oh, 
Not well, to do a mark and pe- just pair people well, together. There is supposed that is. I think that was the idea. Yeah. I don't know if there's that much in any of the scripts that actually say anything, but I think Yates was brought in when they in the concept to ha- maybe have a something like that. You can sort of but see what, it though. What made you think that? Just sort of it, like really early on when he's like, "Do you want to lift back?" And she's like, "Yeah, okay," and he gives her the lift, and like he. Uh, he's the one that um, they did the cocoa with, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, the cocoa. Yeah, and but this one in particular, like he's a lot more. I guess because you know the doctor's kind of more out of it in a way. He's like, you know, when there was all that shouting, he's going after. He goes after Joe to get her from the. But they're, they're a team, and they're all very protective of Joe. Like yeah, Yates, Benson, Doctor, everyone is all. Doctor's not. Joe. The doctor well, cares about Joe. He's not protective of Joe. He cares about her, and I think he likes that she's this kind person. But, like I've said before, compliments his not kind. Nature. But in this, this is more of the Joe that I know now. If you compare her to Terror of the Autons and Mind of Evil, mm. she was still that unit secretary yeah. person. In this, there's not really much to indicate she works for unit. Anymore. No, there's not. There's not. She's just the doctor's. Girl companion. Yeah. There's no. Yeah, there's, I can't think of anything. She's with him in the workshop at the beginning. She goes off with him. Okay, yeah, it's probably her job to go off with him. <laughs> but I don't. There's nothing there. She's not given orders. She's no, I agree, not I agree. involved. I don't think she even talks to the brigadier. Um, yeah, th- I think this is where the transition happens to, you know, your traditional companion rather than a member of unit. Although she technically is a member of. If you see what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Mm. She's a, I mean, and she, I feel like she's a little bit more helpless than she was, it because of that. Um, but you only know, stuff like you know they're running to uh, to stop the she, she she falls over. Yeah, she didn't have to fall over. She gets knocked she out. Got, she got, get, yeah, yeah. She possibly got strangled by some ivy, or the wind machine sure. was just doing its thing. We're not sure. She seemed scared of the ivy. I don't yeah. know if that was supposed to happen. I mean, in this, she it's her that sorts everything out. She says take me instead of the doctor and that's what yeah. blows up everything at the end as well yeah. um she's very much oh i need to look after the doctor where's the doctor what's happening oh you know she's that's all her job screamy. is really yeah she saw I, it's a shame she's lost though her mission as it were if you see what i mean i don't know not mission i don't know just i'd rather she was a bit more unity would you a little bit yeah because that stops all of the Okay, yeah, she can be concerned for the Doctor when he's, like, frozen, flash frozen or whatever it is. But then she could be the one phoning the Brigadier or sorting stuff. She seems really helpless, like, oh, someone's got to get a Doctor, someone's got to help me. I'm this helpless girl in this situation where actually, no, you're a member of UNIT. Someone's down. You've got a... Where's your training? Where's your... I don't see it like that. Why are you asking for everyone for help when actually it's... I kind of see a more, like... Everyone, to some extent, is, like, off the doctor. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And she is that... If she was also, like, a little bit more unity, you lose that sense of vulnerability and kindness. Oh, you need it in the story, yeah. But you need it amongst those characters. That has to be there. I mean, let's go really far back. That's what Barbara was. Yeah. And you need that with the doc- with because this doctor is not that. The doctor, this doctor in particular, is very like pragmatic and very like forceful, and he knows, you know, he's frustrated as well. He's frustrated of his situation. It's a very different doctor, and you need that. But he's not. He's not a bad person. I mean, you know, he he's trying to save Earth again, as usual, you know, in this story. And I think you need that real even more so joe just being something completely different that i think was needed and that's not that's just because of uh, yeah how liz and her character was set up that's nothing to i loved liz as well well talking about the doctor and joe's relationship there's this line in this where joe says something like oh the brigadier's useless or something yeah the doctor has a proper go at he does yeah yeah. he's your superior you should get like and she's like oh yeah sorry that's uh, a very interesting moment. Of all the idiotic plans, as if blowing things up solves anything. Joe, the brigadier is doing his best to cope with an almost impossible situation. 
And since he is your superior officer, you might at least show him a little respect. Yeah, because he's... I would say this is a season where the Doctor keeps his respect for the Brigadier. He did not have that with Les around. He just didn't. Him and Liz were like, you know, the clever ones getting on with things and he was just trying to get out of there and Liz was trying to help him and that was that. This season's very much the Brigadier is leading this and the Doctor respects what he's trying to do even if it frustrates him and annoys him. Mm. Well, he needs the Brigadier's help. Absolutely, because I think that's the other thing. None of this can be done alone. The Doctor can do none of this alone. He always needs people. Mm. He always needs that support and help. What do you think of the science versus magic side of this where, you know, you've got Miss Hawthorne and I just and think it's a really it's a really weak link, I felt. You don't think it's like a good idea and I really like the story, so it's it's hard for me to say because I did really enjoy it and I really liked it and it was different. I mean it's just a background theme, it's not Yeah, yeah. Uh, I... But I don't know, sometimes I felt like it was like the science, like, okay, how did they make that heat shield? That was never really explained. If we're going down the hole with all of this, I is think science. it's like psychic energy for well, because that aliens, almost seems because more because the demons. Well, the whole point is, it's saying, look, these are not supernatural beings. You're not being haunted or whatever, and it's not a demon in a church. Yeah, it's aliens. There's a spaceship. Oh, I get, I get you know, that, that, but like that's some what, of it, there's always an explanation. That's what some of it verged on to the supernatural like just because of the nature of it i mean the bok thing you know how did that come to life that is not an alien is it is bok an alien what is bok who brought bok to life <laughs> um i think well it's like the autons and plastic isn't it but we understand that that's explained more because we know that they develop things and it's part of like it's part of an alien yeah. Is Bok an alien that's just been sat in the church waiting to come along? Like, it's, there's things like, there was certain things like that. But I also love Bok, so that's not a criticism. That's just kind of like, if I'm really having to dig down into this, I think it's got issues as a Okay, story. no, I can see that, yeah. Doesn't and, mean and I didn't enjoy space, it. It took me a little, like, when I first watched it, it took me a while to understand the spaceship stuff. Um, but it's also only like mentioned that. that once. Yeah, we it see it. Really it's mentioned once, it, yeah. and then it's like, it's got. And I don't want to dwell on all that stuff. But also, if your whole argument is there is no mythical stuff, it is all science. Mm. Then really, like, push on what the science is. I don't know. There's yeah, just certain okay. things where. Okay. I mean, the whole of the Doctor's theory is that anything like it's all science and. His example is getting Bessie to come to him. Well, he's made a remote, but a remote is a very different thing to, the, like, the master's psychic energy. <laughs> no, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. it's just it's just it a little you can't, bit it doesn't hold too up. Yeah. blurry. Yeah. But doesn't mean but I, I like didn't enjoy it. I like the concept of it, though. I really like the concept, and I really enjoyed the story. And I, it's just it's if sound... we're really going to have to go okay. deep into it, yeah. it's, got, it's got a lot of loopholes. I always think of this concept this sounds really weird here we go well no i just the magic versus science thing if i i mean i love most haunted i love a haunted house situation or yeah. something like that but i always come back to it and think there's got to be a scientific explanation a lot of the yeah. time and i i think ever since i was young and watched this and saw that argument i've always thought of that I, that just sounds really weird, but I no, just no, have, but, but people say that, I've, don't they? Anyway, they say like you know when the door opens. Yeah, I know, that's but I, I, of... in my head, I've got John Pertwee going science. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So if I get like freaked out or something, if I'm in a haunted place, now we know. I just think John Pertwee always comes into my head. Saying that, yeah, that's like, interesting. I've got to think of that. What would what would the third doctor say? What would he do? <laughs> He'd say it was science. So science. you're all right. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's just so weird. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, well, actually, it's interesting at the end of part three because the cliffhanger. We got some good cliffhangers in this. Are um, we only at part three in this whole explanation? Yeah, I mean, mark? yeah. We're getting through it. We're getting okay. through it. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about on this one. Okay, sure. It's the master is in trouble because 
you get the next appearance of the demon and it's and the master's saying no keep away and the cliffhanger is the master's in trouble which shows like how much we how much he is part of the team because you're like oh no is he gonna get the master is this what is he unleashed if the master's scared then whatever's on its way must be really bad but again that almost proved to me the way that he talked and was scared of it was like why would why would this thing give you its power you're so weak to it and the master is a weak character that's ultimately his thing he wants all the power and all the glory but he's quite weak that's why he never gets it that's why the doctor can always convince things otherwise even the last story, that alien thing saw right through him. Mm. That's kind of his flaw. But, like, I just can't think, mate, I mean, forget about the Doctor being there. Ain't nothing giving you it. Like, <laughs> you're just been carrying on, you've just been carrying on the ground. And he knows he's only got three tries at this. I'd be like, do you know what? Right, I'm going to sort out that Doctor. I'm going to get this. And then he's, he's got to because I've proven myself. But he's literally like, no, right, okay, we'll just have more people here and I'll do it again. And, well, then going into part four, now we've just watched the last two together, so I've just got very few notes of what we saw. That's fine. Um, Joe's got a nice duvet, apparently. I love that duvet. It had, like, a sun on it. Yeah, so Joe, and then we weren't sure because Joe wakes up to, and says, oh, I've got to get to the cavern. Yeah, so weird. Like, Well, actually, we've missed out why she's unconscious because we have... No, we didn't. We said she got chucked off. Oh, well, no, yeah, we didn't say that. Oh, okay. Um, there's some action sequences, as always. We get a helicopter sequence. We've got yeah. a Bessie sequence. I think we've got a motorbike sequence. Yeah. Lots of action. You've got to have... It's got everything. I think this is why this is a fan favourite. You've got that village atmosphere. You've got the master. Yeah, you've yeah. You've got your action. You've got your unit. You've got all your characters. It's just got everything. This sums up a lot of the this sort of time of Doctor Who, I think. That's why I think yeah. people really like this story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we see the legs first of the demon of Azal. Tiny little legs. <laughs> or big legs. Well, they end up big, yeah. But they're quite... He ain't got much calf. <laughs> this is where the maypole gets put out. So weird. And the Morris dances. Yeah. Um, did you do that at school? No. You never did it? No. <gasps> Are you serious? Yeah, that's why I said no. Oh, my God. So we, year five, year six was a lot of country dancing. Really? Always. I mean, I had done unconventional fa- primary school. We wouldn't be oh, Maypole in no. So, well, we always had to, for the school fate, each class would have to do a country dancing performance. <sighs> and we would spend afternoons practising the Maypole. And I'd lo- I love doing the Maypole. Where there's one where you do a pattern and it comes out like squares. The best job, though, because you had to have two kids to sit in the middle so it didn't go over. So you could just sit in the middle and do nothing all afternoon. <laughs> and I, when the maypole got put, brought out, I was like, yes, this is so much fun. And I still remember some of the country dancing. Of course you do. Things that we did, and we do it over and over. I suppose it was put down as like exercise time or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, instead of PE or whatever. But we would do always do country dancing. No, That's so sorry. funny. I just thought all schools did that. No. There's a really good one that goes... Da 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 Right? You do sort of like a fine... Why does it sound do... like I'm a Barbie girl? <laughs> no, that's how it went. It went... Da, 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 da. Maybe it was. You do... You sort of slap your thighs. Da da. Clap. Yeah. And then you do uh, right to left, left to right, um, what they called high five. Yeah, sort yeah. Of thing. And then the other one. Da 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 da. And then you hold hands and then you sort of skip sideways around in a circle right and then you stop because there's two circles sort of thing if you see what I mean there's an inner circle and an outer circle so you sort of change partners and you stop in front of that partner and you go and then you go around the other way I mean I've done a Kaylee well yeah it's like a Kaylee isn't it but with a pole yeah I know it's sort of like a Kaylee dance but yeah I love country dancing Okay, That's no. so weird, isn't it? Yeah, no. Maybe I'll become a Morris dancer one day. Maybe. That oh, could be I a problem. Know. I mean, you I can do Morris I, dancing in Cardiff. I don't. They performed country. at uh, Canners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to wear all the paper and bells and stuff. Yeah, you have to dress up as yeah. well. I wore a uh, Cyberman Silver Nemesis t shirt when I did my country dancing at uh, primary school. Of course you did. <laughs> Listeners. I've got a photograph of me doing it. <laughs> I, I need to see that. That's what I need to see. <laughs> anyway. Well, actually, when I turned up, I remember that um, time because I turned up and whoever I was down partnered with didn't turn up or something. So there was this girl like two years um, ahead or something or a year ahead. 
And she was like, I know all the dances, I'll do it. And I was like, you better know these dances because we're going out now. Like, and she did, it was fine. There was, she just filled in for anybody that wasn't there because she just knew all the dances. I think her name was Sean. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out to to shout out to Sean, the country dancing expert. Like, if anyone's got a maypole... <laughs> you can do some Morris dancing. Oh, There's no, Cardiff no. Morris dancers. No, I don't know. I'm yeah, going to sign think, you up. I think they um, did a... Came to our work once actually. They booked out a rehearsal space. Probably the Irish dancers. Yeah. Um, it's all the bells and stuff though. <laughs> Not for no. you. No. Just the dancing. But you were very shocked when they all came out and in the village of uh, Devil's oh, End. Oh god, yeah, I was. But our favourite Miss Hawthorne moments. Uh, she helps herself to a drink behind the bar. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing some uh, crocheting. Yeah. <laughs> Just in some downtime while everything's going on. When Yates on. and Benton are having a conversation in the background, she goes, oh no. <laughs> and I lived for that. it. Lived. So I showed you the picture. I'll put the picture of her for one when I met Damaris Heyman. Oh. oh, she's so nice. She's lovely. She was very old. Yeah. Um, and I gave her my Demons DVD to sign. And I had a bit of, like, I was a bit nervous because I gave her a bit of paper to sign. There it is. And she picked it up. Yeah. Um, and she was signed. But she didn't, like, lean it on anything. She was holding it up in the <gasps> air while she was, like, wow. really trying to look closely to Aww. do it. And it was it took quite a long time. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, she was lovely, though. And also... While we're talking about, there is a spin-off called The White Witch of Devil's End, starring <laughs> Damaris Heyman, and a new drama, which I'm everyone, I'm trying to convince Sarah to watch. Come on, get in touch if you want Sarah to watch this, okay? I've never got all the way through it, to be honest, so that might say something. <laughs> but she had them all on her table, and she was really trying to sell them, and I bought it because she really wanted me to buy it, I think. I wasn't that interested, to be honest. Went. But she was very much like... You know, sitting there with her merchandise. Aww. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll buy it anyway. I mean, it's not the most flattering cover. It's really um, not. <laughs> but can I just read you the synopsis of this? Yeah. Okay. The White Witch of Devil's End, new original drama, stars Damaris Heyman, reprising her role as Olive Hawthorne from The Demons. In this six-part drama series, Olive tells the story of her life from childhood to her final days as the magical guardian of Devil's End. Fighting every force of evil imaginable, Olive must defend the village, but what happens as she reaches the end of her life? Who will protect the townsfolk then? Well, little sequel go. to the demons there. We should yeah. give it a go, I think. Um, we'll think about it. But no, she was so nice. And actually, I did see her many, many years ago, like... Before I sort of went to convention stuff, I went to like a one-off one, mm. and she was there, and I was not bothered about sin. I regret it now. I was not bothered at the time, and she was sitting there. And she had a little bock head figure on her table, Aww. and nobody was seeing it. She was just sitting there on her own, like the whole time. It was a really small convention. And I was just at the time, I just didn't. Think. Yeah, I just wasn't bothered. So yeah, I didn't, yeah. But I'm so glad I got to see her, and you've seen the picture, haven't you? I have seen us? the picture. And, we'll put uh, it up. It's so, oh, she was so lovely. Yeah, so that's, that's, uh, Demar well, we're big fans. We are, yes, yeah. I think she's up for some awards. <laughs> she's up for some awards. She's, she really stands out. Yeah. Um, like, and she's so different to any other characters we've had this, this whole season, series. really. Yeah. Like, this we haven't had one. anyone like her for, a, I can't think of anyone else like her. Well, the closest why. I can think of is Meg. Meg, well, yeah, I mean, that was ages ago, and that they was are very seven. different. Yeah. yeah. But in um, terms of like female side character presence yeah. and involvement. And she's really good because she helps that she's immediately on the doctor's side. Yeah. I mean, they don't see eye to eye because of the magic and science stuff, but they they are on the same side. And yeah. she does the quee quad quad bit. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was clever. She knew her people, she knew her crowd, <laughs> yeah. didn't she? Yeah. She so. must be sort of like, everyone knows her in the village. Yeah. She's that kind of person, isn't she? Where yeah. it's, oh, there's Miss Hawthorne. Or yep. <laughs> going Crazy along. old Miss Hawthorne, <laughs> yeah, exactly. white witch. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then part five, we, we have to have our unit shootout with Bark. Uh, obviously, I don't know why they keep shooting, because it's not going to do anything. No, but, you know, I, I guess that's just what they know to do. So mm. that's what they try. Yeah, and um, it... Wraps up quite fairly quickly after Joe decides to sacrifice herself. And Again, yeah, I mean... What do you think of that conclusion? Is that too of a simple, is that... It's really simple. And again, it just... 
wasn't the clearest thing. They explain it at the end. I was, I was like, I'll buy it because it was a good story and it made me laugh at places. But I, I don't know. It's kind of a bit of a cop out, really, isn't it? It's because we're going so detailed into it. I did enjoy this story. Yeah, so, overall, yeah, it's one of it's definitely. If I overthink over, it, yeah. If you look too I, much into it, yeah, then I think you can find so many issues. Yeah. So it's better not to. No, no, I, I see what you mean, but it, it's the atmosphere. It's a like I say, you watch it on a in the dark. Yeah, it's and, and it's just so different. It's a bit spooky. Considering last week we were in space. Exactly. This is perfectly different and exciting. So, mm. in its own way. Great, and it's only five episodes as well, rather yeah. than six, and it just feels five. I think you could have done a really good action-packed four. Yeah, I agree. But you know, I like that episode one the best, where it's the mystery and what's happening. I loved episode one. That's I thought the best, episode one was it? brilliant. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it's it is that it sets it up. And, yeah, you know, and yeah, I think as it goes on, by the time you get to episode five, yeah, like, okay, because you've had a lot of master in the cavern summoning things. <laughs> You have that a lot, yeah. don't you? And, and Chloe's watch, she's got some very nice robes. As does Joe. And Joe gets in and then the doctor's like, get out of those. Well, not get out of those clothes, but do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Go and get changed, is what he says. Not Joe, get out of those clothes. <laughs> not like that. But what he sort of does, in a way, she's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In his classic grumpy style. In his way. And they all end the season happily... Round the maypole. So weird. In the village of Devil's End. Well, Miss Hawthorne, I mean, she drags them in, doesn't she? <laughs> drags Benton along. Yeah. What does she say to him? Do to... you want to do the fertility dance? That's it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. As I say, it's the end of that season. We've done another season. Yeah. It seems to come really quick. Yeah, this one has as well, yeah. Um, are you? Do you have any hopes for season nine? I just want us to get off Earth. Just more, more off Earth, okay. Yeah. More off Earth. Yeah. Um, well, it'll be the Doskers next time. Oh, man. Got what? a book Edith. Oh. See if Molly's free. Who else was going to do it? Oh, Mary Ash. Yeah. Oh, I've got a lot of phone calls to make. I've got a lot of organising <laughs> to do. I thought you had something genuinely like... <laughs> what? <laughs> I've got a lot to do. The Doskers sure does much, not just yeah. happen, you know. There's no. a lot of organising behind the scenes. <laughs> Where are we going? Oh, I need to think of a venue. One venue. Okay, is there a venue that you particularly like? I don't like? care. One, I ain't moving. Okay, fine. Let, maybe I'll see, if, I'll see if the pub at Devil's End is free. Okay. Maybe Miss Hawthorne can do some... Uh... Shots? Shots. <laughs> do some shots. She helps herself to the shots bar. She gave, fine, she gave everyone. Them... <laughs> yeah, next week, shots with Miss Hawthorne, everyone. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> Every time you see an elemental, take a shot. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, were you saying something? No. Okay. <laughs> right, okay then. Well, we will see you next time. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 2WatchWho to see all the latest photos <laughs> of us and of what you. we're talking about, yeah. me and Miss Hawthorne. <laughs> um, and you can support us as well on buymeacoffee.com forward slash 2WatchWho. And, yeah, Doska's next week. So um, we will be getting in touch with our coffee members for you guys to decide one of the categories as well. So you'll get a message from us. Oh, no, actually, you would have already had a message from us by the time we've, we've, you've heard this. So Yeah, you've already voted, guys. You've already voted. So I hope you voted well. You'll find <laughs> out next week. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. To watch who?